0: Hello and welcome to the Anchor Sunday Sermons podcast, a ministry of Rock Harbor Church. We want to help guide and grow you in your walk with the Lord by providing an in-depth study of God's Word with our Sunday sermons here in this podcast. So please grab your Bibles and let's set a course for spiritual maturity. Here's Pastor Brandon with this week's message.
1: All starting to flex their muscles. Shouldn't come as a surprise because we're projecting weakness. And so because uh, the cats away, the mice play. And so America on the decline, you're starting to see the rogue nations do what they're doing. As you can see, things are escalating. That being the case, um, all of it's coming through a web of lies. And that's what we're studying today about lying. And even this morning, uh, America got caught lying again. The Biden administration, I'd be, to be specific, uh, we were, we were, uh, there was a deal with France and Australia, and France was going to sell arms to Australia. And then somehow we did a backdoor deal with Australia, and we out, we undercut, Aust- uh, France and sold weapons to Australia. And so France is calling us out this morning saying, you guys are a bunch of liars. I don't want to say you're right. Our administration is a bunch of liars. You can't trust them. And so even France is calling America out for lying. We're really specifically the Biden administration, right? And it's like, oh, my goodness, these guys, they lie with the ease as it is to breathe. Uh, just in and out, in and out, lie, lie, lie. And so, uh, boy, howdy, we're in a web of lies, aren't we? But anyway, what we want to learn today is we're studying uh, the commandment of not bearing false witness against your neighbor. And what I want to do today is go into the second part of this, because we, we studied last time about how it affects society. Well, I spent a lot of time doing that. But today I want to spend some time on how it affects us as an individual, how what happens to the individual, their identity, what, what gets created by people who habitually lie about God, about reality, about themselves, about others. And we're going to delve into that. And then we're going to make some application, obviously, to um, what's going on in the world, obviously. So um, the first outset, I've entitled this, Lying Destroys Us. And we saw it destroys the society, but it'll, it'll destroy us individually as well. Um, lying creates a part in us that detaches from reality. It, it, it will, it will so corrupt us that we will actually create a fantasy world. And, and really at the, at the outset, where does this start? It starts with our sin nature, right? So in our sin nature, our sin nature is pulled towards sin, obviously, and it's pulled towards lying. Our, our sin nature sticks on the, 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 the falsity of reality. Sam, can you throw that slide up there? there we go um, we are we have a new nature and then we have a sin nature the new nature wants to obey God the new nature wants to do what's pleasing to him but it's that old nature that sin nature that avoids the truth and that's where the 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 element starts so this goes against counterculture the counterculture believes that people are born good and that's the opposite of what the Bible teaches People are not born good. I can't hear myself. Can you guys turn up my, um, my monitor in front of me? I can't hear myself. Um, and, and so this is a fallacy. So if you assume that people are born good, it leads you into all kinds of crazy thinking. And so what we have to understand... Whoa, I'm getting feedback now. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So what we have to understand is the basis of it. So it moves into, okay, so if it comes from the sin nature, and that's our default mode, then it moves to manipulating reality. It comes into fantasy world. It comes into an alternative reality that the person starts having, and it affects their perception of the world. It uh, affects their thought and their actions, and things get goofed up really quick. So once that's happening, you have this alternative reality, this fantasy world, this upside-down world that the person creates, it then starts turning into a false narrative. Have we heard of all the false narratives that are going out there in the world today? Yes, of course. There's a lot of false narratives. But what false narratives do for the liar is it creates an end game. It creates an end point, a goal in which they're uh, uh, aiming towards. And how to get to that goal is through lying because truth doesn't help them. They have to get to that goal by lying. It's the only way they can get to to that. And you can see that on on a societal level and you can see it on an individual level. Let's use it as an example on a societal level. The end goal for the globalists is global control, a global government. It's real simple. That's the end goal. Hence, when you 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 step back from that and you see the ins and outs of what they're doing to our society, it's all for that goal. But in order to achieve that goal, they have to lie to get there. So the first thing they lie about is the vaccines um, or the virus and all that stuff. They're lying about it. It's a real virus that was genetically created in a lab. But it, nonetheless, everything that's come from their mouths from that point on has been a lie. But what's the point? What do they want to do? Oh, we want to help humanity. We want to, we want to save souls. We want to, we want to, uh, help as many as we can because they're made in the image of God. No, they don't think like that. The globalists think that we're cattle and they want to depopulate. They want to get rid of most humans. They don't care about humanity. That's why they're so cruel. And so if you know the end game, you'll know the lies. And so all that we're going through, these mask mandates, these these forced vaccinations, which I, app- I appreciate the teachers in in Brooklyn protesting it. I think there's firemen now in L.A. County and policemen in L.A. County. Their unions are fighting against this, which is great. We need more pushback. Um, but again, what what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to get control of you. That's the that's the thing. It's not about health. It's not about safety. It's about control. So you can see, even on a societal level, how that works. So then when you deal with an individual that's practicing it, they have a goal in mind. And they're going to manipulate their way through lies to get to that goal. And if that means demonizing you, they will. If that means undercutting you, betraying you, all these other things that they'll do to you to accomplish that will, they will do it. Because in their narrative, that utopia is out there, that that, that special place that they want is out there in their mind, but it doesn't exist in reality. And so they build a kingdom for themselves of lies. Now, this is where we're seeing the end of the West. They want to destroy the West. They want to destroy America. They want to destroy Christianity. This is what this is all about. Critical race theory, for instance. This is not about racism. Racism. This is about destroying America through racism. That's what it's really about. Because the narrative is, is you have to destroy Christianity. And if you can say that Christianity is racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, and all that, then it has no part in our society, then you can kick it out. You can justify your actions towards Christians. That's what they're doing. Now let's starting with the vaccines, right? Uh, if you've, you're non-vaccinated and you're a pariah, you're the problem. And now I even heard that, you know, um, they're going to use these religious exemptions against us because that's how they're finding out who the Christians are or not. Again, you know what the end goal was anyway. The end goal was to come after us, get rid of us, marginalize us, just like they did the Jews in the Nazi Holocaust. So that's the end goal. So they do it through critical race theory, wokeism, transgenderism. All that stuff is meant to attack you and get rid of Christianity in America. What, why, why do you think they, they, they fight on, uh, so tooth and nails on the free market capitalism? Why? Because it's worked very well. It's made us the most wealthiest nation in history because of free market capitalism. What's the problem? They don't like free market capitalism because they love communism and they love Marxism and love socialism. So to destroy free market capitalism, you have to say it's based on greed, which is just, it, it can be at the upper levels. But that's not the basis of it. The basis of it is free will. Supply and demand, it's, it's basic. They don't like that because they want to control the economy. They want to say who gets things. So they want to create a resource based economy. That's why they use the word sustainable development. It's about resources. They want to control your gas, your oil, you know what temperature you have in your house. They want to control it all. That's why they have to get rid of the free market. And so that's how the game's being played. So they demonize the free market and say, oh, it's just a bunch of greedy rich people. It's a lie. Okay, so that as an example, then let's go into the bedrock of understanding how these people create lies. And, and, and really... Get to the foundation of it. So the first thing I want to talk about is how these false narratives get created, because that's what's going on everywhere. There's false narratives everywhere now. And so you got to understand there's three concepts in a false narrative. Number one, in order to create a false narrative with lies, the person has to believe they're omniscient. Well, what do you mean? Well, we understand that God's omniscient, he knows all. But see, in these people's minds, they are what we call a know-it-all. Do you know some know-it-alls in your life? They know it all. And they're like, how could you know it all? But they do. See, the way that someone gets themselves into a false narrative is they think that they have all the information needed for them to make the narrative. And so at this point in Gavin Newsom's life, he knows it all right in biden's life he knows it all or any of these politicians they think they know it all and therefore because they work from a peer, a position of omniscience then they, they can make all the calls even though it's illegal to put mandates on people they do it anyway because they know it all they know what's better for us see the way they view us is like we're a bunch of stupid people, a bunch of hicks, hay seeds with a, a piece of hay in our mouth. You know, sitting out there in 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 the barn uh, with the animals, and we're just a bunch of dummies. They're the elite. They're the smart ones, and they'll tell us what to do. That comes from a mindset of omniscience. This is the same mindset that Satan had. He thought he knew it all. Okay, so that's the basis of where narratives start. Two. The second thing that influences the person to create a false narrative is they believe they're omnipotent. Well, again, omnipotent refers to God being all-powerful. But in a human sense, it means that they're going to use lies for power because their ultimate goal is power and control. And so what they will do is create a narrative that allows them to just bulldoze over everybody. So like big tech is a good example of this. They don't like what someone says, so with their omnipotence and power, they silence it. They shut it down. That's what the medical community is doing. That's what the, the scientific community is doing that goes against the narrative. They use their power just to crush because they can't deal with people with truth. If they had to deal with people on truth, they would lose every time. This is the problem when you try to discuss things with the with ungodly Babylonians. What do they do when you tell them the facts and evidence? Okay, here's this, here's that, here's that, and you present the facts and evidence. What do they do? They don't say, oh, man, you totally, I get it, man. Thank you so much for enlightening me. I need to change my whole view. I've been wrong. No one does that. What do they do? Get mad, insult you, and try to shut you down. Right, that's what they do. So, for instance, let's look. Let's look at an example of them flexing their omnipotence. Okay, we have known the truth about the drugs that work against COVID nineteen early on treatment, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Yet, that's been banned. That's a bad drug. Now it's a horse drug all of a sudden, right? Oh, you give that to horses? What? We've been given to human beings all the time. What are you talking about? See, they have to lie to get off the truth. And then at the same time, supplement their lying other drugs that they give people in the hospital. If you have a loved one that goes in the hospital that has COVID-19, please tell them never to take Remdesivir. It will destroy their kidneys which is it what's what is what it's doing now it will kill you never let them give you regeneron regeneron hurts your natural immunity it actually suppresses your body's natural antibodies in fighting covid-19 so if you want to kill people give them rendesivir and regeneron but don't let them have hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin um, why are they doing that? Come on, you know the answer. They're going to kill people and they don't care. This is the same thing that you hear doctors naturally and locally. Some guy goes in and was stage four cancer, dies of stage four cancer. And oh, by the way, he had COVID symptoms. are are asymptomatic but he tested positive okay then he dies of 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 stage four cancer okay uh yeah we're gonna write that as COVID-19 death that's what they were doing and that 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 that, that was happening here locally too people in the inside were telling me these doctors would not submit something that the person really died from and they would submit something like oh COVID-19 that's lying That's because they're omniscient and they're omnipotent. We can do whatever we want. We can lie about how someone died because we're omnipotent. See how it starts, the narrative? And then third, the last thing I want to, about these false narratives is these people believe the truth is insufficient. They really do. See, the truth doesn't work for people who create a false reality and a false narrative. It can't, it doesn't work for them. Because they're created a fantasy. Truth doesn't work in fantasy. And so what they have to do in their fantasy to achieve their goals is you got to lie the whole way through because it's insufficient. They they learn this early on in their lives, that being truthful doesn't pay for them because uh, their desires are illicit. If they had right desires, godly desires, then you can deal with life in the truth. Why would you have to hide? If you're doing the right thing, you don't have to lie. This is what it is. But you see, they learned to manipulate life early on. And they learned it, and then they become adults. And then they become politicians. That's the natural order. Liars turn into politicians. Or used car salesmen or funeral directors. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, they will. But, what? okay, so that's the basis of it. So truth doesn't work for them. Oh, okay. That's what's happening in the mindset of these people you see on TV, these, these leaders, these Hollywood elites. They're crazy because they have created a different reality for themselves. And so they have to continue to lie. Ask Nikki uh, Minaj, I think her name is. She came out this week and and just told totally, I'm not getting the you know the 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 drug and and the vaccine. And man, she just got ripped to shreds. This is their group ripping her own. They they eat their own, by the way, if you go against the narrative. And she learned quite quite uh, quite a lot about how how evil these people are. They're targeting her family and all kinds of crazy stuff just for saying I don't want to take the vaccine. This is what happens when you come up against people who think they're omnipotent, omniscient, and the truth is insufficient. Scary. It's da- very, very dangerous, my friends. Very dangerous. Okay, so then it comes to the point now in the application then. We see how, pe- how narratives are created. Then why do we do it um, in the narratives? Why, we, why do we continue to do the lies? No, well, here's how, here's how it goes. There's several points I want to bring out. Number one. When you're doing a false narrative, when you're creating a false reality, the first thing you'll do is you'll lie to God. That's how they do it. See, some of these politicians claim to be Christians. Did you know that? And you're like, you're shaking your head like you're as far far away from a Christian as anyone could possibly be. What are you talking about? But what happens is they start lying to themselves about their relationship with God, that God is allowing them to do what they do, and they're doing the right thing. That's how they sleep at night. But what happens is that you realize they start lying to to God, that he approves of everything they're doing. Here's the funny thing. In 1 John, we are admonished not to lie to God. In several passages in 1 John, John will point this out that believers actually will start lying to God. How so? First of all, they'll say, I'm in fellowship with Jesus. Me and Jesus are really tight, but then yet walk in darkness yet yet disobey his commands? How can anyone say, I love Jesus, and yet flat out live a habitual lifestyle of disobedience? God says you're a liar if you do that. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It just means you're a liar. You're lying to God. Then it'll say in other passages in First John, if you say you have no sin, you're a liar and you make God out to be a liar. If you deny what you're doing. Now, this is not just simply a salvation denial of sin. This is once a believer is in, in fellowship with the Lord and the believer denies what they're doing, the sin that they're doing. That puts them out of fellowship and they're a liar. So why would it say those things? Because it's very common. In fact, our parents, Adam and Eve, did it at the first outset. When they sinned against God, what is the first thing they do? Now, see, lying can happen verbally or it can happen in your actions. Their actions went and hid from Him as if they can hide from God. Right? I mean, crazy, right? But this is what we do. We will act as if we can hide from God. That God doesn't see what we're doing or God doesn't see how we're hiding certain things. I think it was, I think it was C.S. Lewis that said this, that when we were practicing sin it's as if god becomes unreal to us you don't think about it so people think they can get away with things and lie to god about their lifestyles or or just the way they behave see remember sarah abraham's wife she lied to god real simple but she lied abraham was being told by the lord you're going to have a son even in your old age sarah will bear a child sarah heard this and she laughs remember that and then the Lord uh, confronts her and says, why did you laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? She says, I didn't laugh. Oh, but you did. Right? She just flat out like, face to face with God. I didn't laugh. Why would someone do that? Well, one of the things when you start seeing people laugh about God, obviously it's to cover themselves up. That's what the fig leaves in Adam and Eve. Uh, was about. But really what's happening is the person's playing a game with God and it comes to a deficient idea about God as if he can't see. And so what people will do is wear different masks as they go through their life in Christianity. They'll have the mask that they put on for Sunday. Then they'll have the mask they put on for work. Then they'll have the mask they put on for their marriage. And then they have the mask they put on for their relationships. And what they're doing is being very inconsistent with their Christianity. And what starts happening is the person becomes duplicitous. They're one way here and another way there and then this way at church. And it creates a hypocrisy. But the fundamental level, the fundamental level of why people lie to God, even though they know he knows all, is they distrust God's motives and distrust his actions. That's the fundamental. Why did Adam and Eve hide? They have a fundamental misunderstanding of the actions God would take towards them. Okay? What did they think? They thought he was going to pound them, right? Pound them into the ground. But what did God's actions prove What did he do for them? He actually sacrificed an animal, made a sacrifice for them, and then clothed them with the animal's skins. But he provided a blood sacrifice. So rather than in their thought, he's going to pound me, God comes and sacrifice and gives grace to them and mercy and provides the clothing that they need to wear at that point. See, that's the problem why people lie. They distrust God, and they distrust his actions toward them. You have to have proper theology to prevent you from lying to God. That's how it happens. Two, we will lie to conceal ourselves from others. Now, the classic case is obviously David, when he sinned with Bathsheba. You remember the situation? And, I mean, here's the thing, man. She, every, every month she's getting bigger, right? It's David's baby. And you know, he's freaking out because he, he tried to bring Uriah home and he wouldn't have sex with his wife. And then they put him on the front lines and eventually got killed on the front lines. So uh, David committed an act of murder by putting him on the front lines like that. And so he was trying to conceal it. That's called lying. You're concealing what you're doing. But the problem is, every month Bathsheba got bigger and bigger and bigger. Couldn't hide it, right? And it just become more evident and more evident. So David thinks for, the, for nine months he could hide this thing. And then obviously Nathan the prophet confronts him about that and says, you're the man. You're the one who did this. But the idea is we're going to conceal what we did from others. It's a lie. It's a lie if you believe that. You can only go so long concealing something before it spills out into the streets, before it becomes public. You can only go so long. And so many people think they can keep sin inside them and keep it to themselves and it not come out. And it does. Eventually it does. Your sin will find you out, right? So it's like it's like with teenagers. The problem with teenagers is they are very good liars. No one has to teach them that. If you're the exception to the rule, God bless you. But most teachers lie as easy as they breathe, and they have a good way of hiding things. They're the best at hiding things. They're very inventive. They're very creative. Some of them should be engineers. And so the the funny thing about it is, I, I saw some pictures of how, what teenagers do to hide drugs from their parents look how ingenious they are at hiding this so this is a common coke can so they have drugs in there the teenager has inf- has basically created two cans in one so the parents would never know that they're hiding drugs in the coke can look at this next picture so here's a common water bottle but the bottom's been cut out you have the water flowed into the top and the bottom you can put your drugs and everything you want in the bottom
0: <coughs>
1: pretty ingenious how about books? They're going to take home Homer's uh, Iliad and the Odyssey. They're going to read Tolstoy. Oh, Mom and Dad, I'm going to go read a book that the teacher gave me to, to read. And before you know it, they have the pages cut out and they're putting their drugs in the books. Pretty smart, pretty slick. Sharpies can even be used. Yeah. And look at this one. It's a banana. Looks real. You know what that banana is? It's a pipe. <laughs> no joke, it's a pipe. So the little guy is going to high school. He sits a banana on his desk. Teacher doesn't know if it's a banana or not. It's a pipe. He's smoking there in the bathroom, right there, smoking at home. Well, she's, oh, mom and dad, it's just a banana laying on my desk. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just I, I got to throw these bananas away. No, it's a pipe. It's a pipe. So what, what you start realizing is the American youth have figured out how to lie and manipulate their way through things and, and they can hide things very well but it's destroying them because every time they lie they actually enslave themselves. And when they grow up to be adults guess what they do at the job? They lie. They figured out how to manage life and they just keep going on and on and on because they have figured out this is the way you survive in life through manipulation and hiding and concealing what you have. So... This is this is what obviously has to be stopped. The truth sets you free. But see, they learn it very early, and it has to be arrested. Three, we lie because we want to avoid responsibility. That's a biggie. Now, you remember Jonah was told to go up to Nineveh, and he was told that you're going to you know, preach to them, and he did not want to do that, obviously. And so he left Israel, had enough money in his pocket to pay the fare, found the ship going in the right direction, and he got on that ship and left Israel as fast as people leaving a Yoko Ono concert. Now, you young people don't know who Yoko Ono is, but if you went to a Yoko Ono concert, you would leave as fast as Jonah did Israel. Anyway, he leaves Israel, and he's on a boat, and obviously that you know the whole situation. God brought him back to his responsibility after he died and then was resurrected um, in, in the, the belly of the fish and then spit out on the ocean to do his job but what, what's the point? the point is he was called to be responsible with his life to do a mission that God had him to do okay and what we see now all over our society is irresponsibility our own federal government can't even be responsible look what they did with Afghanistan how irresponsible was it for them to do what they did it's a complete disaster. Now we have uh, military uh, uh, weapons and stuff showing up in Iran. Perfect. Yeah, let's give uh, weapons to Iran. Great. Unbelievable. It's all your responsibility. And they all they all say, no, we, we everything went as planned. Everything went as planned. Yeah, I, I guess so in your terms, but you were completely irresponsible. And we know it's intentional. But look at the day. Let's bring it down to a bottom level. What, what you're seeing here, even in Bakersfield. How come there's so many help wanted signs? I pointed this out before. And people don't because people don't want to work. They make more money staying at home. And then I'll I'll get into a situation. Someone on the Internet will say, well, what's the problem? If the government's given the money, why not take it? What? Did I hear you correctly? Just because the government allows you to do something, then you're supposed to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, I can make all this money and don't you have to work, man. I I, I have all these kids and I get money for them and I, I just stay home and I eat Doritos and I stream all day long. Why would I want to go to work, Brandon? Because, just because it's legal to do doesn't make it right. It's legal to kill babies in America through abortion. That doesn't make it right. So when people take money from the government to sit at home, they're in violation of six days shall you labor. They're in violation of that command. That command carries over into the new new covenant. And under the law of the Messiah says this, to be any more clear, if you don't work, what happens? You don't eat, the apostle Paul said. So this idea, I'm going to sit back and stream all day, game all day, and eat bonbons all day because the government gives me money is antithetical to the Bible. No Christian should ever do that. Just because the government gives it doesn't make it right. And so irresponsibility comes from that. The person is being irresponsible. Being responsible is go out and get a job. That's being responsible. But apparently, people don't want to work. Another reason we lie is to bring attention to ourselves, to build ourselves up. To make ourselves more than what we think we are, so we can impress people, and, and this is insidious. This starts really uh, the mindset of of, of of like keeping up with the Joneses and having things and ostentatious wealth and flashy wealth. But bringing attention to ourselves is a big problem. Obviously the Pharisees did this. Do you remember that? He got on to them about this. They would go in there in, in public and do these long prayers. And, oh, they're so godly. They're making these long prayers. Their tassels would be long. And 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 obviously, uh, Jesus rebuked them for that. And he said, hey, look, you're nothing but whitewashed sepulchers. You look clean on the outside, but you're full of dead man's bones and all corruption. You're hypocrites. You're just doing this to bring attention to yourself. These charlatans, these false religious, l- religious leaders didn't even believe in the God of Israel. They say they did, but they didn't. They were fake. They weren't saved. And so it's the same thing you see in, in Christianity and in America. You have these lollipop, cotton candy pastors like Joel Osteen and Rick Warren and the rest of these ilk, Joyce Myers and Creflo Dollar and all these other people who are fake. Kenneth Copeland, I saw, makes the top 10 list of wealthiest people in, 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 in the United States. He's like $100 million, uh, in value. Plus, he's got a $65 million jet. What? What are you talking about? Who gives that guy money like that? And yet, they're on that level. And what he does, and what all these other guys do, like the Pharisees, is draw attention to themselves. So they lie. Kenneth Copeland says he went to heaven and saw a nine foot Jesus. Did you know that? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But you know what? People believe it. Oh, yeah, Jesus is nine foot. Uh, Kenneth Copeland had a discussion with him. But why does Kenneth Copeland do those things? Why do the Pharisees get attention? Right, They lie to get attention. Cleverly invented stories to get attention, to get an audience. Now, you probably heard in, in, in recent times, the last few weeks, the attention-getting of the left, obviously, and AOC, her attention-getting uh, gala that she went to, wore a $40,000 dress at a very rich gala, uh, and her dress said, tax the rich. Does anyone see the hypocrisy in this? Tax the rich, but your dress is $40,000. And uh, you went to a a gala in, in, I think it was in New York, where everyone there's rich. You're like a Pharisee. You're a hypocrite. I mean, uh, it's bleeding out of her. She sweats hypocrisy, okay? That just comes oozing right out of her. She's such a hypocrite and a liar. And what, what the deal is, she was a waitress in a bar, okay? So now becomes a politician. She doesn't have a clue what's going on. Her handlers are telling her what to do. So this is a, a, a stunt, right? Okay? And, and so at the end of the day, what, what does she or these handlers want? They want to destroy free market capitalism and bring in communism, socialism, globalism, whatever you want to call it. That's why they say tax the rich. That's the whole motto. They want to, they want to demonize rich people. Really, it's demonized the middle class is what it is. But here's the funny thing. I don't know if you saw the article, but later in the night, the dress faded. Okay? The dress faded, and apparently the, the seamstress who made this dress put another message under this message, and by the end of the night, the other, this first message had faded away, and a new message emerged by the end of the night. Did you see this? <laughs> This is what came out at the end of the night. Yeah, maybe she's on the right side. I don't know. Anyway, that's a good one. I like that one. The next reason we do is to protect ourselves from the consequences Protect yourself from the consequences. Now, you think about this. Um, this happened to Peter, right? Peter um, knew the Lord. This is the night of the trial. And Peter is trying to hear things, trying to follow where the Lord's at in the trial. And he's outside by a fire. And a little girl calls him out. And a little girl calls him out. Aren't you one of his followers? We can tell by your Galilean accent, right? The Gali- Galileans didn't uh, pronounce Hebrew correctly. They They had... Um, they would draw things out and and just mispronounced a lot of things. So they had an accent in Galilee rather than down in the sophisticated area of Judea and Jerusalem. So anyway, they knew he had an accent. So anyway, she calls him out. And what does Peter do? Denies. But what is a denial? Lie. I don't know the man. That's a lie. Right? So what Peter is doing is trying to escape the consequences. Now, I, I would get that. I mean, the consequences are pretty harsh because he's, he's thinking I can get arrested just like Jesus did. I, they're going to kill me. They're going to do whatever. And so he's afraid. I get that. But he lies to prevent himself from the consequences of things. You know, people are asking me on the internet, should, Brandon, should I just lie and say I'm vaccinated and just be done with the whole thing? Should I forge a document? No. No. Number one, you're going to get in trouble. But number two, where's your integrity? Why would you have to lie? Why Why are you? Why would you compromise? Why would you just go along? Why would you say, oh, yeah, I'm vaccinated? Because understand, anytime you lie, you're compromising. You're compromising at some level. And if you can keep compromising, keep compromising. They'll take more and more and more. And you will have to keep lying. To stay in the game. So at some point, you're gonna to have to take a stand. You can't just keep lying. You're gonna to have to take a stand. Otherwise, if you continue to lie, you will compromise the whole way through. Don't do that. And it's just like with, with Fauci. Look at what Fauci's doing. He lies upon lies upon lies to prevent consequences. You know, we, we already know what the, what the, 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 the issue is now. Yeah. They've lied about gain of function. Now they're lying about the mass, lying about the vaccines. Now you need triple dose and all that stuff. And now I, I'm hearing rumors, and I'll have to I'll have to confirm this, that they have not found a single case of COVID, not in people, but in a petri dish where they can test. And that's the new thing, the rumor that's coming out, and because doctors have asked, where is this so we can see it, and the CDC says we don't have one. So now there's a lawsuit. From doctors towards the CDC and the World Health Organization of saying, you need to produce in a petri dish this virus, which the, the, the CDC says we don't have. Wait a second. Now, okay, th- this is rumorville, but they are doing a class action lawsuit. If that's true, that they have never isolated the COVID-19 virus, we got a problem. Because that's how you do vaccines. You have to isolate the virus in a petri dish to know how to deal with it. And they've never done that? Again, I don't know. We're going to verify. But I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. You go lie upon lie upon lie upon lie. What else are you guys lying about? Everything. Because what's the goal for this guy? We've known, you do the back research on this guy. This guy is as corrupt as they all come. He's been involved in all kinds of corrupt stuff. Okay, And so it doesn't surprise me that we have a guy that's trying to lie to avoid consequences. That's all the guy does, because what's the goal? Again, you know what the goal is, depopulation. That's the goal. Anyway, let's move on. We lie to manipulate others. This is a big deal. Now, you see this with Satan when Jesus was tempted, and uh, Satan was saying, look, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. Just bow a knee to me. Okay, that's, that's manipulation, right? It's manipulation. Trying to get Jesus to do that and get the kingdoms before the sacrifice. Jesus will get the kingdoms, but it's after the sacrifice and at the second coming. So Satan is tempting him with something to, to work out of step with God, the Father. And so again, what, what was it? I'll do this, I'll give you this if you give me this. It's a bartering system, okay? That's what we have right now going on in America. The war that's being fought is your medical war. That's it about these vaccinations. Think about this. Why would they have to bribe people to get a vaccination? Why would the state of California uh, tell you, well, you know, we're going to give a million dollars away. And so you can submit your name and be a part of this. And perhaps you'll win a million dollars. And someone actually won a million dollars, didn't they, from being vaccinated? But then other people take lower things, like a box of Krispy Kreme if you get vaccinated, right? Krispy Kreme. And people did that. Or uh, ice cream. You get free ice cream if you get vaccinated. Oh, okay. You can get into a Raider game by being that. Oh, okay. Uh, What? I understand the million dollar thing. I don't understand a dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme as an incentive to get a vaccine. But what's the point? I'm going to manipulate you and coerce you to get a vaccine. And I'll give you something if you just give me this. Oh, what you're giving away is your health. You're going to give your way your health for a donut? I mean, seriously, man. It's crazy. But that's, that's how they work. That's how manipulators work. I'll coerce you. I'll give you something in return for your loyalty, for your allegiance. Other people lie to get revenge. This is a biggie, a biggie. Now, the, the the biblical example was King Saul. Do you remember King Saul uh, about how he went after David, tried to kill him? This guy got so out of reality that it created a foothold in his life to where he was demon oppressed. They were harassing him, making him do crazy things. That's how bad he got on the revenge mark. And so he tried to kill David several times, hunting David down trying to destroy him this guy was out of his mind but he wanted revenge revenge was the point point? and so he was willing to lie to get that revenge that's what they're doing now look at the modern day example of woke general Milley. this guy is seeking revenge what does he want revenge of well just look what he's for and that will tell you who he wants revenge on The guy makes a call to China during the Trump administration in January and tells Winnie the Pooh over there, hey, if Trump tries to do anything towards you guys, I'm going to warn you. I'll let you know. I'll be the first one to to warn you. Hey, that's called treason. You can't have any general calling Winnie the Pooh and telling him we might attack. Now, Trump wasn't going to attack, but for goodness sake, this is unbelievable. You think he's going to lose his job? No, no. You think he's going to resign? Nope." It's not because he's part of the problem. He's part of the liar club, right? But where does, let's just look at what he stands for, okay? I'm for Winnie the Pooh. I like Russia. I'm all woke. And I teach, and we teach that at West Point now. He's lying about what West Point because I've er, actually heard those people, it, they're being indoctrinated. They're not being taught about wokeness. They're being indoctrinated towards wokeness at the higher levels of our military. He he he's totally gay pride, totally uh, everything. I mean, everything that we're fighting in the culture, he's for. Tell me this, who does he want revenge against? This kind of guy hates America, just like AOC and the rest of them. They hate you and I. They want revenge against America. That's why the professors teach it, right? They hate America. That's why these generations of kids, millennials, Gen Z, hate America. And so he hates Trump, and they hate Trumpism. I want you to understand what Trumpism is, okay? Trumpism is really what they're calling the Judeo-Christian ethic, okay? That's the code word. They're not going to call out, we want to get rid of Christianity. They're not saying that. we got to get rid of Trumpism, and Trumpism includes Christianity, the unvaccinated, uh conservative values, morality, uh, all that stuff underneath it. So so what they're using is a fake name to give to the real issue below. Okay? So it's called we got to get rid of Trumpism. That's what Gavin Newsom ran. This is Trumpism. This this re-election, this uh, uh recall was all Trumpism. What? It wasn't Trumpism. This is about you doing a bad job and needing a haircut. But at the end of the day, he wants revenge. Gavin Newsom wants revenge. Biden wants revenge. They all want revenge. Uh, Gil Gates wants revenge. George Soros, they want revenge. And so they're willing to lie to get their revenge. That's why people do it. So on a personal level, this is why they're going to slander you exaggerate, make up things that don't exist about you. And if you're still living a solid, righteous life and you're living above reproach, guess what? That doesn't protect you from them. Because when Jesus was among them and he was perfect and sinless, what did they do to him? They just made stuff up. They just made stuff up. That's what they'll do to you. They don't have any goods on you, nothing to call you out on. We'll just make stuff up. We'll just make stuff up. Call you names. Like they did to Larry Elder. They, they, get this. They said Larry Elder is the, the white face or black face of white supremacy, whatever they call it. Like, you got to be kidding. How racist of a statement is that? That came from the L.A. Times, I believe. How racist to say that about Larry Elder. But they don't care because the lies fit. Hmm. How about lying to promote ourselves? Lying to promote ourselves. This is a big deal. What do you mean? Well, the biblical example of this was Jezebel. Now, what she did is she capitalized on weak leadership. Her husband, weakness, Ahab, is a weak man. And she's stronger than goat's breath, okay? So what happens is Jezebel takes the lead in this and she works through the system by self-promoting herself through weak leadership, okay? And she gets to the top and she is the first one in Israel who introduces uh, foreign gods into Israel. Now, Israel might've been in idolatry before, but it was idolatry towards Yahweh, like the golden calf. That was an a, a idol made in the image of Yahweh, uh, or at least supposedly, right? Um, but up until then, Israel had never f- went out to foreign gods until Jezebel. So what she did, took advantage of weak leadership, went all the way to the top, got promoted, and then spewed out her venom in, in Israel. Now, her demise was eventually she was caught for all of this, and they threw her out of a, a window and killed her. Um, but anyway, the whole idea behind her was self-promotion. Now, people will do this to self-promote. Here's the deal. When these types of people sense weak leadership, they will take advantage of it and self-promote. You gotta watch that in your life. You've gotta pay attention to the Jezebel spirit. It'll happen with females and it'll happen with males. That want to self-promote and they will do it through lying. They will lie their way to the top. Now a good example of this is remember Jesse Smollett. Remember this guy? Let me refresh your mind. He um, uh, during the, the the Trump years came out and said, uh, "Oh, Trump supporters beat me up in Chicago." Remember that? And staged this big old thing. And uh, you know his career was on the downside anyway, so he had to promote himself and so he just lied and said oh no these people these trumpers beat me what and what came out was he hired the guys to beat him up to stage a a fake beating so he can say this and uh, accuse people of racism accuse trump of racism and people that support trump as racist and and then came out you know and made a big deal and guess what he was caught he was found out to be a liar so this is the front page of new york post when he got caught but here's the deal. He was doing it for self-promotion. He actually criminalized Trump supporters in order to promote his career. Would someone do that? Yes, of course they would. Now, the funny thing about these Hollywood elites is they go back into Hollywood, and Hollywood embraces them and says, there, there, there. That's no big deal. We all do it, right? So he's totally accepted. So uh, apparently Disney's coming out with a new movie with him, right? I don't know if you saw it, but the new movie's coming out pretty soon. It's called The Lion King. I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet, but um, they're going to use Jesse Smollett for uh, The Lion King. No pun intended, though. No pun intended, right? Um, anyway, let's move on. The other aspect is to protect ourselves from the truth. Now, this is a big deal. To protect ourselves from the truth. Now, this gets tricky. There are parts in us that we know is there. We know it's deep down inside, but we, want, we don't want to acknowledge it. So we go into denial about ourselves. And when we go into denial about ourselves, that is the most dangerous thing that you and I can do because we're not dealing with ourselves in reality at that point in time. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, I don't do that. I'm not really, I'm not codependent. I'm just, I just care for people. You know, stuff like that. You know, like you're rationalizing things you do and denying the things you do. That's scary. And you get into a point where, you know, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Uh, and, And the major deal about it is you won't accept the reality of who you are. You won't accept it. And that's a tough one. I I get it, man. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. And we have to be willing to embrace that pain. That pain, I know, is painful, but it is good pain. See, there's bad pain and good pain. Bad pain destroys. Good pain redeems. So yes, the truth hurts, but you have to embrace that pain because it will redeem you. If you're honest with yourself about how you're functioning, it will actually redeem you and get you to move into a better direction with the Lord. But here's the deal. Willful blindness towards yourself is the worst of lies. It is the worst. It is what everybody in your family knows about you, but you won't admit. It is the 800-pound gorilla in the room that you know they know but no one wants to talk about it it's the skeleton in the closet that's there that keeps plaguing you because you've never dealt with the, the skeleton in the closet you haven't you haven't dealt with it biblically and it just stays there and haunts you and you pretend it's not there and the longer you do that the more you lie to yourself Because what will happen in your behavior is that skeleton in the closet, those 800-pound gorilla that's in the room actually starts affecting how you behave. It will start controlling your behavior. And then you will lead into the last point. Sam, take me to my last point. The last point is this. You will eventually move to a place where you conceal your own selves from ourselves. You conceal it. You actively do it. So it's not just you're lying to yourself. You'll actually conceal who you are to yourself you're trying to deceive yourself if that makes sense and it's the worst of the worst when you're in this game guys you will not know who you are you will bury your head in the sand and just pretend that you don't know anything about yourself this is a bad place to be right this will be this is spiritually how people walk let me show you this picture. I, I, I said this to the, the guys at uh, Iron Sharpens Iron uh, about a month ago, and it's a picture of Jacob wrestling with the Lord. Most people, they, they know the story, but they don't know the implications of it and the identity that God was trying to get out of Jacob. Jacob, his name means hill catcher. He's a trickster. He's uh duplicitous. He lies. He actually pretended to be his brother. Remember that? And stole the birthright. Remember that? He's a liar. Okay? And so he goes into this wrestling match with God. And all night they're wrestling. But God will ask Jacob a question. He'll say, what is your name? And Jacob won't answer. So they keep wrestling and wrestling and wrestling and wrestling until morning, till the dawn's getting ready to break. And then he has to... Uh, hurt Jacob in his hip and 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 put his hip out of socket but what's the point in this why is God asking Jacob's name because Jacob has always lied to himself he won't admit who he is he won't admit that his name is Jacob and his persona is a liar he lies to get worldly advantage and then lies get played on him from other people. He who lives by the sword dies by the sword. If you live by lies, you'll have people lie to you. And that's what happens to him. So God finally gets it out of him. My name is Jacob. Thank you very much. You're a liar. Thank you for admitting that. Now we can work on that. And then what does God do once he admits his identity? that he's nothing but a trickster and a manipulator, I'm giving you a new name. Now that you have admitted that, I'll give you a new name. We're going to start from here. Your name is now Israel struggles with God, but also can be translated Prince of God. That's his future aspect. That's where he's going. But the whole point was I need, he needed Jacob to admit who he was. You're a liar. Thank you. Then I can work with you. See, God won't work with us unless we're willing to admit who we really are. You can't lie to him. He already knows it, but he needs admittance. He needs you to be humble enough to say, man, I blew it. I'm this or I'm that. Because if you don't, if you don't, you're going to stunt your growth. You're going to stunt your character. You'll have a cap on your spiritual abilities to serve the Lord. And before you know it, you're in on this tree and you're sawing off the limb, where you're at. Every lie is another saw. One more lie, saw. One more lie, saw. One more lie, saw. And by the time you get to the end of life, you're completely sawed yourself off from the tree and you're falling and plunging into this fake reality that you have created. That's what we do. We We destroy our identity. We destroy ourselves by lying. So remember this. What is the bottom line, Brandon, of all this? What is the real reason we lie? It's this. We are afraid of the truth. And you can't get past it. The reason we lie, the reason why everyone lies is because we're afraid of the truth. It scares us. We don't like the pain it brings. We don't like us being exposed. Jesus said it this way, light has come into the world, but what? Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil and for fear that those deeds will be exposed. But if you accept the pain that truth brings, if you deal with it, if you admit who you are, then you'll live by the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen?
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Anchor Sunday Sermons. We hope that this message is a blessing to you and helps grow you towards a more mature understanding of God's Word. Rock Harbor Church has recently started a second podcast called The Anchor Bible Study. It's filled with past and continuing Bible studies preached during our Wednesday evening services. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear it, please check the description of this episode or search your favorite podcast streaming services for The Anchor Bible Study. Support for both of our podcasts comes from your generous gifts and donations. For more information about our ministry, we invite you to check out our website, rockharborchurch.net. Until next time, remember, keep looking up for our redemption draws near.